The first time is Chirp Radio's live lit and music series, recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was first choice. The first guest is a very good friend of mine. His name is Mason Johnson. He's a co-producer. Me and Dan Shapiro and Mason produced Psychotic Break, Chicago's premier mental illness-themed variety show. I appreciate you guys all clap, but we only have like six people in the audience each month, so feel free to come at any given time. Mason's hilarious. We have a good time with the show. Mason hosts a show called Movie Club. Give it up. Mason Johnson, everybody. When I was 10, the social worker I was forced to meet with regularly at my elementary school wrote the most succinct call-out of my life in a report to my parents. Mason does not respond to positive reinforcement, she wrote. Mason also does not respond to negative reinforcement. (laughs) Those two sentences, in a roundabout way, summed up my first choice for a career. I wanted to work in an environment where I was neither punished nor rewarded. I wanted to literally do nothing. Why? Maybe it's the dysthymia, a penchant for low-key depression, just a notch of the stuff, a smidgen of depression, if you will. On the Elliott Smith scale of depression, I'm not even like an Elliott Smith song. I'm like that one Green Day song about September. (laughs) In high school, listening to music on my mini-disc player while skipping class, I found words that describe the way I felt in ska music. Don't cheer for that. It's not 2001 anymore. Get out of here. Bands like Catch-22, Real Big Fish, and most of all, Less Than Jake, a band that had a horn section and a white guitarist with dreadlocks. The subject of most of their songs was going nowhere, and I connected with it. I know just who I am, Less Than Jake screamed to the heavens. You are nobody, the heavens screamed back. Yup, Less Than Jake replied. And they're still going to this day, consistent as ever. After high school, I went on to earn a degree in fiction writing and then embarked on a six-year career in journalism. Fiction writing degree. Journalism. Have you heard anything more appropriate for the Trump era? Within the world of journalism, my true goal of going nowhere and loving it thrived. For six years, I flew under the radar. Every six months, I was moved to a different cubicle, and that's all that would change around me. Until one day, I got an office, which I am certain was a clerical error. After the first week in my new office, the floor I worked on began renovations. Everyone who'd worked on that floor was shuffled around to different corners of our building, except for me. My daily Charlie Kaufman-esque movie went like this. I'd walk in late every morning, stepping out of the elevator into a lobby with a flickering light. 
I'd step under yellow caution tape to enter and walk down a carpetless hallway littered with construction gauge staples. I'd walk past a pile of trash cubicles, past construction workers sipping coffee, and finally I would find myself at my office. The construction workers mostly ignored me, though after the first week they did take my office door. My coworkers did not notice my two-month absence. <laughs> Hammers and drills assaulting the airwaves, I'd type away unnoticed. After several weeks, Jeff, the HR guy, walked past, then backtracked, and poked his head inside my doorless office. He pointed at me. He pointed at the outside world. Then he pointed at me again, very confused. Uh, and then he walked away without saying a word. <laughs> the next day, I was moved to a cubicle on a floor that was not under construction, ending the happiest and least productive time of my professional life. <laughs> One year later, I was called into Jeff from HR's office. My boss, other Jeff, was also there. <laughs> hey, so this merger, other Jeff trailed off. Interrupting him, HR Jeff stated, we're here to help you with your departure. Other Jeff shot HR Jeff a bad look that implied he, this was not going well. <laughs> yes, well, I'm sorry, you are laid off, Other Jeff clarified. We're tightening the belt ahead of the merger for the bottom line. The bottom line had become a sort of boogeyman around the office. We needed to increase it or decrease it. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is. Uh, but people were disappeared by the hour. My abilities to float by doing nothing were impressive, but they were no match for the monster known as EBITDA. 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 I don't know what EBITDA is either. <laughs> Probably like four of you do, and you are the only successful ones in the room. Happy to be free from the crumbling world of journalism, but sad that other Jeff likely felt bad for giving me the axe, I smiled and I tried to absolve him of guilt. Man, Jeff, I'm sorry you have to be the one to do this. By the expressions on their faces, I could tell that what I'd said had sounded different, had sounded less like, I'm sorry, this sucks for everyone, and more like, you're gonna be sorry, Jeffs! They had security escort me to my desk to collect my things. As I reached under the desk to grab my tripod, the woman in the cubicle next to me, oblivious to the world around her, said, See you tomorrow, Mason. <laughs> Rising from under my desk, I said, uh, No, you won't. Her head turned, her eyes rested on my tripod, and then she leapt out of her office chair. Bringing her hand to her chest, she screamed, Oh, my God! Everyone who had been pretending to work was now looking at her as she stared at me in fear. And then she exhaled and she relaxed her shoulders. Oh, wow, she said. I thought your tripod was a gun. Yeah. yeah. If only. Right? Oh. Uh, and that was how I exited my first choice of a career. I'm pretty sure one of the security guards pissed himself a little. 
After being laid off, I floated around Chicago as a freelancer, going nowhere faster than ever. Some of the gigs included uh, work for some lawyers that immediately called me out of my bullshit. A lot of work for tech nerds who were impressed that I knew how to string entertaining sentences together. I wrote listicles about walking tours. I wrote reviews of restaurants I'd never been to. I even cleaned people's kitchens, which was actually the gig I liked most because I was kind of left alone with my own thoughts. Uh, but things took a downturn when I somehow became an accomplice in a customer's grift. That's a different story. Uh, throughout these two years, I was unhappy, I was anxious, I was depressed. My mantra, I know just who I am, I'm going nowhere and that's okay, started to feel exhausting. Like doing nothing was tiring. Which is why, like the ska bands that fired their horn sections that became emo bands in the early 2000s, I sold out. I got a job that is challenging and rewarding at a company with supportive coworkers. It is disgusting. <laughs> but for the time being, at least, I will stay. Thank you. Find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.